The Health and Human Services Department is supporting National Donate Life Month through the Health Resources and Services Administration, or HRSA. You'll probably see messages from HRSA's public outreach campaign. For more on the federal role in organ and tissue donation, Frank Holloman, Acting Director for HRSA's Division of Transplantation. Mr. Holloman, good to have you on. Good morning, and thank you for having me on to discuss uh, the role of HRSA uh, or Health and Resources and Service Administration in organized tissue donation. Now, my understanding of organ and tissue donation is that there are a lot of groups involved, divided by organ itself, different hospital coalitions, different ethnic and racial groups have transplantation programs. What does the government do to foster all of this and to make sure it's, I guess, kosher? Excellent question. Uh, Well, the government in our role, we're guided by what we call the National Organ Transplant Act of 1984. And so HRSA's specific role is to uh, have oversight of the organ procurement and transplantation network. So all of the groups that you just mentioned uh, are part of a a huge network across the nation of of groups and entities involved with uh, both the donor side as well as the recipient side and the medical component. And so there are many uh, many factors and many entities that are involved with the overall organ procurement and transplantation network. And is there some kind of a data gathering effort that is, that accompanies organ transplantation and harvesting and so on? Yes, it's very important. Uh, the data collection and the data analytics are very important to the work that's being done. Uh, in fact, there's a, we have a specific uh, component called the scientific research and transplantation uh, network that also studies and analyzes the data, uh, as as you might expect, for something uh, of the degree of of long-term health or even short-term outcomes. It's important that we uh, take in the information and analyze it and get it out to the medical professionals in terms of decision-making. Because HHS also has a big group called the National Institutes of Health and all of its components, and each of them, I imagine, are interested in the health-associated data, why a transplantation took place, what the underlying causes of the failure were, whether accident or disease. I imagine all of that data is pretty much in demand by a lot of government entities. You're exactly right. Uh, uh, The National Institutes of Health, as well as the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services, along with, of course, health and Resources and Services Administration, all of us play a, a role together in uh, orchestrating all that goes on within the organ transplantation uh, uh, network. And so part of that is the data that we share or that is shared uh, based on the outcomes of, of transplants and, and, again, just sharing uh, information and data back and forth that will make uh, the advancements in the medical field <clears throat> that can be tabulated and can be um, checked and monitored. But HRSA is the place where all of this ingestion goes first, and then you process it pretty much on behalf of everyone that might want the data at some point? Exactly. Uh, well, it actually emanates from what we call the Organ Procurement and Transplantation Network. And so that group, uh, it's, it's, we have a contract with a group, United <clears throat> Network for Organ Sharing, and that group uh, takes on the task of compiling all of the information and sending the data uh, to HRSA. And then once we have it, uh, depending on what, which component is needed or uh, can be shared with either CMS or NIH, depending on what's needed. We're speaking with Frank Holloman. He's acting director of the Transplantation Division at the Health Resources and Services Administration. And just give us a sense of how many transplantations or transplants take place every year. Is that ultimate number known? Yes, it is. And actually in 2018, 
there was an all-time high of over 36,500 uh, life-saving transplants performed in 2018. So it was wonderful that uh, uh, that many people received the gift of life. And what is the single most transplanted part of the body? A good question. It's not even close. The kidneys are by far the uh, organ that's transplanted the most. And in fact, uh, for the waiting list, there's currently about 113,000 men, women, and children on the waiting list. And out of that list, close to 100,000 of those people are uh, waiting on kidneys. So if you've got 36,500 transplants all over, all together, and there's 113,000 on just the kidney waiting list, it sounds like the transplants that are done are maybe a small fraction of the demand out there. No, you're right, and, and that's that's part of what our messaging in April, which is designated as National Donate Life Month is, is we want to close that gap. Uh, there's 113,000 uh, men, women, and children currently waiting, and someone new is actually added every 10 minutes, and approximately 20 people die each day waiting on a life-saving organ. And so even though we had a tremendous uh, growth in 2018 of over 36,000 uh, transplants performed, we still want to work to close that gap. And many people, I guess, have a reluctance to donate even after they're dead. What do you find, I mean, what do the statistics show that is the greatest fear of people in simply signing that card? And what the heck, if you're deceased, why not? Yes, and and so on our website, organdonor.gov, your listeners can go there and they will see that we have a page uh, uh, that handles myths. And it seems like that is the uh, areas that we tackle the most and get uh, requests and questions the most from and and what it comes down to is people with uh, have concerns about their age they have concerns about their medical condition and sometimes their religion and so we uh, our key message we're trying to get out to your listeners is don't rule yourself out no matter your age your medical condition or your ethnicity the doctors will be the ones that make the decision whether your organs or tissues can be transplanted and so we just encourage all all who can to register as an organized tissue donor. So there's really no natural age limit that's universal for when someone could become a donor. If someone dies at 90, is it possible for, I just made up that number, they could still be a donor? <laughs> yes, interesting that you would make up that number, Tom. Uh, in fact, there was a 93-year-old man uh, who's our oldest who uh, donated his organs, and it went to a uh, again, provide the gift of life to someone else. So uh, don't worry about your age, your medical condition. Uh, the doctors will be the ones that make the, the decision on your organs. Frank Holloman is acting director of the Transplantation Division at the Health Resources and Services Administration, HRSA. Thanks so much for joining me. Thank you for having me, Tom. We'll post this interview at federalnewsnetwork.com slash Federal Drive. Hear the Federal Drive on demand and on your device. Subscribe at Apple Podcasts or Podcast One. The people who looked through 200 resumes to fill a job also waited 40 minutes for their internet to dial up. You don't wait 40 minutes for your internet to dial up. You use Upwork to quickly hire talent. This is how we work now. 